Hey guys, Johnny Orange here. Just want to let you all know we have not forgotten about you guys. Between some extensive scheduling conflicts with the three of us, we just haven't been able to get together to record in a couple weeks. That will be changing soon. We will be back to our regularly scheduled program as soon as possible. We promise. Quick rundown for what's coming up. I have some updates on Pegasus, and for those of you following along on our Facebook page, you may have noticed Keith posting some awesome videos and photos of a little off-roading trip he's on with our good friend Chad of Quick Draw Brand. So when he gets back, we'll definitely get the full lowdown on all the ins and the outs, who's who, what's what of Ultimate Adventure 2020. Wanted to get you all a quick update, tell you about what is now episode 66. I was able to get and fix up the audio as much as possible from the Facebook Live episode we did a few weeks back, that one we thought was lost. We're all looking forward to getting back in the studio, get some new stuff out for you guys soon. Until then, here for your enjoyment is the original episode 64. As always, thanks for listening and hope you all enjoy. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange, broadcasting from the Thin Line Off Road Studio. They're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. Here we go. Hi, guys. Um, so today we're trying something a little bit different. Uh, Andrew, the producer, is out of town on a little vacation. Uh, so we're going unscripted, unsupervised, and out of studio today. So we're, we're here at uh, Mr. Keith's garage. This is the mystical garage we talk about in all the uh, after shows. So we're actually out here breaking stuff tonight. Yeah, we actually work on cars every once in a while. I'm talking a little loud here. Hopefully you can hear me, folks. Um, so uh, you've heard us talk about this old 55 Chevy the last couple of episodes. You can see it does exist. We have it back <laughs> on the road. Um, towards the end of the episode, we're gonna do a review of a product that we just installed on this car and we've been testing for a couple of days. Uh, but uh, to start off with, um, we're gonna talk about a few things. We don't have a specific theme this uh, episode. This is episode, what would this be, 63? Yeah, episode 63. Something like that, 63 um, or 64. We've got a special guest here, as you can see. This is John Freeman, uh, the Michigan uh, president of the Scro Scroungers Worldwide Car Club. Uh, Scroungers is one of the oldest car clubs in the world. I don't know, John, are they the oldest in the world? That I'm not sure of. They're, they're, they are early, one of the, since the early '60s. Yeah, yeah early, early '60s. Wow. Um, they are one of the oldest continuously operating car clubs. I know there's some that were in the '50s that have been reopened up recently that had like a 20-year gap of no members. Um, Scroungers has had members of some form or another for, since the early '60s. Very old car club, and uh, we're proud to have John. Uh, he's a big guy in the community Truly. here. Welcome. And hey. so we got John and John today. Yes, Andy um, spells it right, too. J-O-H-N. Yeah, John, John, how did you get about bringing the Scroungers to Michigan? Uh, I actually, uh, I met up with the worldwide president, Steve, on a Facebook page, uh, Primer Rest and Rest, and uh, the Scroungers Car Club hosts that page, and there's uh, 700,000 members, I think, or something on there. So wow. That's I met the worldwide president there, and I talked to him, and he actually came up here and visited with us. Oh wow! And uh, since then, I started a chapter here. 
Uh, I've been to his house in Kentucky multiple times. We've gone down there to build cars. We've gone down there for a 4th of July party. So nice. everybody in the club just hangs out. We've had people come from all over. I've met people from all over. Very cool. Cool. Yeah, um, John, I had he used to work at a uh, local shop down the road. And I actually had this old 55 back in the day through there once or twice. But he knew I was a car guy, and he approached me a while ago and said, hey, uh, you want to be part of this? And so I've been hanging out with them. Uh, he John's actually been uh, this John. We got two. I know it's confusing, yeah. but John Freeman it's really here. Really tripping me up. <laughs> uh, he has. Uh, Are you related to Morgan? Not not closely. Oh, no. He, um, <laughs> uh, it kind of brought me back to my automotive roots in the car world um, with the hot rods. I, I've said before this is my first car. I bought this '55 Chevy uh, when I was 15. I worked three jobs all summer to to purchase this car. By all means, this is not a mint condition car, but it is a driver, and uh, it's something I can have some fun with. Um, but um, you know, kind of like I said, he got me back into the into the car world, and hopefully, we can get John uh, Johnny Orange here into the car world. I know he wants to do plans. a '60s muscle car someday. Yes. And oh no, not once. Will will all right. <laughs> I all absolutely right, cool. will do that one. Day. What did you What did you want to build? Either a Charger or Challenger, something okay. like that. I, I just love how those old ones look. So we'll, we'll play it by ear, see what happens. Setting the bar really high. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go big or go home. Just big late, money just stuff. Just a late 60s charger. No, no yeah. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I'm coming out of the 4x4 world, it's got to be for something special. True. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, John's ride that he is, I wish I could show you folks right now. Yeah, it looks like a Chrysler 200 or not something that, like that. No. I'm not sure if that is. You haven't seen his Franken truck. He's I got have not, a, no. what is it, 70 something Chevy? 80 something? Uh, the frame is the late 70s. The cab came from an 83 Chevy truck. So all square body parts. Nice. Yeah, John's got a square body Chevy that four wheel drive, three quarter ton. Yeah, four wheel oh, drive. Nice. FG all terrains on it, but he chopped the cab. He hmm. ditched the front fenders, built a roadster style uh, grill out of the original front end. Nice. Uh, military bed on it. Is that what it uh, is? Homemade, but meant to look like a military bed. Okay. I couldn't find an M101, so I built one to look like it. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Very nice. <laughs> Very cool. Um, sweet truck. We'll try to post up. I think he's posted pictures on 4x4 Talk before. If not, maybe you should sometimes say, hey, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll make a post on there sometime. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Uh, and that's our Facebook group, uh, folks, 4x4 Talk. Uh, you can join it. Anyone can join it. We let you all in. If you start trying to sell us beauty products out of Pakistan, we're going to get rid of you. But otherwise, yeah. as long as you post car and truck stuff. Unless you have a hair care product that works to regrow hair, Keith might be interested. Well, you know, yeah. You're going to have to have a lot of good proof that that works. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we, in disclosures, be a shorter kind of episode we're doing today. Like I said, this is hopefully you can all hear us clear enough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a few things in automotive news this week, but I think the biggest thing is the final release. We've been talking about it for months and months and months. In fact, years in the automotive circles. The return of the Ford Bronco. Yeah. Um, I've got my opinions on it, but I want to hear you guys. Let's let our guests go first. What do you think of the new Ford Bronco, John? Uh, from what I've seen, it looks like at least a fairly decent bring back of it. I mean, they seem like they stuck closer to the original design <laughs> than uh, some of the other companies out there. But I, I saw that they are going to have an option where it could come with 35s. So. And oh, a seven-speed manual transmission. Seven-speed manual. I love that. I yeah. love that it comes with a stick. That that sells the idea for me. Yeah. Johnny Orange, what do you think? What do you think? I like new? it. I love how much it does look like the original. 
Now you look at the Blazer, that, that they ruined that. <laughs> yeah, like I this, was disappointed in the Chevy Blazer yeah, combat. I'm, I'm happy with how the Bronco looks for sure. I didn't know about the 35s option. Uh, yeah, I read some. They were, I don't yeah. know what it was going to be. So, so y'all hear that book. buzzing sound right now. That's what's called a cicada. Yeah. And it's gone. Good. <laughs> yeah, we've we're noise, we're we got river noise, road noise. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on the new Bronco. I love the look of it. I want to get behind the wheel one, test one out. Love that you get a seven-speed manual. Um, mm. I know they're it's a V6, but they're hinting that the Coyote V8 may eventually be available. Ooh, that'll be sweet. Um, I'm disappointed that it's IFS, um, but that it is what it is. The, someone's going to make it a, a solid swap for it. Oh, we no doubt, that much. no doubt. Within <laughs> within a year, they'll be on the market, I'm I, sure. I'll give it four to six months. You're probably right. <laughs> uh, if the, that. the only other thing is the fenders on it look just like a Scout 800, the first-generation International Scout. <laughs> that they do. Which I, I kind of understand because Ford Bronco, the original in 66 when it came out, was built as to be a competitor of the International Scout, which predates oh. the Ford Bronco by two years. Nice. So... You know, that first Bronco, maybe they're kind of paying homage to the Scout, you it know, could be. and saying yeah. this is the lineage where we came from. So, yeah. you know, I could see that being the case. But that, that, that's I, like I, awesome respect, though, to its roots, which is what I love about it. I mean, it's so, it looks a lot like what it was. Exactly. It's awesome. And I, I love that they kept that in the design. That's cool. Yeah, I really want to, I want to see, you know, how this thing unfolds. I know that some of the four-wheel drive enthusiasts, though, are kind of scoffing at Ford's comment that to buy, uh, you know, or modify it because they're going to offer all of the factory modifications that you would need, you know, we'll through Ford Racing. People are still going to build stuff. <laughs> uh, One-ton solid axle swap kits. Who's the first person to put an LS motor in it? We'll see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We will see. Um, 4x4, or not really 4x4 news, but our own personal news. Besides me working on the 55 Chevy this week, I know, John, you've done a bunch of work on your Pegasus project. Yep, back she's back up and running. Started a new job two weeks ago. After some final test driving, she's completely back up and running. And so far, so good. I'll say it that way. But I've been driving her to work every day. And, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. I'm happy again. I, I really miss the AC and the, my dad's car that I was borrowing for a while, but I, I'd rather have my manual. I just, I, I missed it, and I'm happy. I'm happy she's back. Well, John Freeman, you didn't know, uh, John, I don't think you know, Johnny Orange here, he drives a uh, TJ Jeep that he swapped a OM617 Mercedes diesel. Yeah, little turbo okay. diesel. Turbo diesel, so yeah. it gets great mileage and rattles and confuses people. Yeah, the mileage did go up. I uh, Since I took that filter off we were talking about, it went up on a rough calculation. I haven't done the actual math, but it, it, it went up. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'll do the math, and I'll have a better idea. But, yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> what, how about your projects, John? What do you, you got anything going this week? You're doing some stuff on Franken-Truck or whatnot? Oh, uh, yeah, I just put a fresh coat of linseed oil on the patina there, made sure all the header bolts are tight, and uh, hopefully we'll have this thing going, and we'll be going to a show tomorrow. Nice. Heck, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. What's the show called? Uh, it's called the Pied Piper Car Show in Warren. The uh, Hood Rats Car Club's putting it on. My wife and I went last year, and it was a hot day again. Then I think it was 97 degrees last year, Ooh. but they still had about 50 cars there, so should nice. be a pretty good turnout. Yeah, hopefully we get some other people there. I mean, I know that this rusty thing is not exactly uh, 
car show material, but also fun cruising in, you know. It's car show material. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, what else did we want to cover? You uh, got this some week? news. I got some news. Oh, you guys got a new Land Cruiser. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> we talked in the last episode. You guys can see it in the back corner, sitting over there. Uh, Stephanie went through with it, and <laughs> she bought the Land Rover LR3. Now, supposedly that thing's like 300 horsepower, and it does kind of feel like it, so that's kind of fun. Um, but it's got the air-adjustable suspension. It factory, like, lifts like four inches almost. It's cool. Uh, up and down. It's got, like, every factory option. It's it's a pretty neat vehicle. In-dash phone. In-dash phone from 19, or 2005. <laughs> but I still want to know what cactus mode is. Yeah, it's that's, got cactus mode cool. on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the, you know... The bane of my existence, I you know, we've talked on Wheeling before how the Land Rovers uh, were not a huge fan. Um, it's already been to the shop once in the last week that she's owned it. it. It blew a coil on a spark plug, and so now it's running a lot better again. Knock on it's a nice car. old metal, <laughs> but uh, we will see. It is a nice. She it looks enjoys comfortable. It. She loves it. But, yeah. You know, we'll just have to see. Uh, and speaking of that, the timing was perfect. Mm. I don't know if I told you. Me? Yeah, you. No, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. So she put a deposit on that thing, and she had to have some suspension work done and brake work that was part of the package deal when she bought it, used, and they said they are going to fix everything. So they did, and they had it for about a week. The day before she went to go pick it up, Project, uh, her little uh, Chevy tractor, we always call it, <laughs> the the the... Stephanie Chevy tractor over there, which is just out of the camera if you can't see it. She's like, my car's making a funny noise. I go down to her work and it sounds like a severe rod knock in the upper end. So I don't know, but it's an overhead cam engine. So I'm thinking maybe one of the cams broke or Ooh. one of the rockers let go. But I Not did good. drive it home. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out to you. You can comment now if you want. We'll look at the comments later. Anybody's watching, we can't see. Actually, if I'm gonna. Watching. Your phone's over here. I'm gonna look see if we have comments. Uh, you can. Yep. Um, but uh, the um, you know, you can comment on four by four talk. Unlock it. Unlock it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, We're get... real advanced here on yeah, how we check go. comments on things. What Stephanie, do with the tractor, or, or better, you know, better yet, what should I do with it? Uh. Here's the options I have presented to her so far if she wants to keep it. Now, I kind of think she just needs to retire it. But if she wants to keep it, should she go... And we're going to get John's opinion here in just a second, too. John Freeman's opinion. Um, should we just replace the Factory 2.5 V6, which is 130 horsepower, I think. No, 160 horsepower. Should we... Put a Suzuki Grand Vitara 2.7 in it, which is a direct bolt-in, no wiring harness changes, nothing, direct bolt-in, 190 horsepower, so it's a 30 horsepower upgrade. Um, should we do a Volkswagen diesel conversion, four-cylinder diesel conversion? I've got a line on a complete Volkswagen diesel conversion, axis power adapters and everything that I can get for 500 bucks and convert it to a four-cylinder 1.6 Volkswagen diesel. Or should we do something really stupid and like maybe fill it full of heavyweight motor oil and wheel the piss out of it until it completely <laughs> blows and then maybe swap like, uh, I don't know, four three or an LS or something silly into it. John, what would you do with that little Chevy tracker over there? That I think you've done about 35 oil changes on over the years. Uh, 
I mean, you're not going to put anything in there that leaks more oil. So Yeah, it does there's, leak a lot. So yeah. you, you can't go down in that respect. I was looking at the front end. I don't think it's long enough. I was going to say like a four liter straight six swap. Ooh. Oh, out of like a Jeep? Yeah. Just do something really weird? <laughs> like you wouldn't really gain anything, but it would be cool. A lot like of dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what else we could put in it. I've seen V8 shelved in them, but uh, I don't know, like, you know, a 4.3 V6. How about one of those aluminum 4.3s, the LS 4.3s? Like from a newer Chevy truck? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's something you could do. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cummins, I kind of... Cummins 2.8 Tremec 4050. So much weight. <laughs> you could do like they did, uh, the guys from Hot Rod Magazine did. You could do like a 4.3 with 5-speed and then put like a Power Stroke Turbo on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that, that would idea. That I like that idea. Got to do something. Got to do something different, you know. I mean, if money was no option, I think a Grand National V6 would be really cool too. <laughs> oh you know? yeah, three point eight liter. Yeah, three point eight turbo. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you've done you've done a lot of oats. You've, you've always mentioned to me, you know, that thing's got a lot of <laughs> leaks on the top. You remember that, you know? She, uh, oh, yeah. But unfortunately, the valve covers and everything leak on that pretty bad. But uh, to do them, you got to pull the whole intake off, and it's a whole thing. And yeah, I just never got around to it. I thought it was out of oil. It's not out of oil. It's huh. just what? No, I'm, I'm commenting it out. Ignore this. So I, I finally have comments pulled up here. So if anybody does want to say anything, I can kind of follow along with it. Okay. Um, that's about it, though. Sorry. No comments, though. Uh, nothing yet. I can't see anything past because I just joined it. Oh, okay, gotcha. So gotcha. I'm gonna keep this on. We'll keep an eye on it. If anybody wants to say anything. Or wants us to say hi or give you a shout out, just say so. We are running out of daylight. So I, I, think, I see that now. I'm I really think, dark now. I think we need to get to our last <laughs> section here, which is we wanted to do a review of the um, Auto City Customs. Um, Mosquitoes are getting bad too. Yep, Good the, Lord. The Auto City <laughs> Customs bolt-on power brake conversion kit for a 55 to 57 Chevy. Uh, John, do you want to grab the phone yeah. and kind of like do some uh, videoing here as yeah, we go? Yeah, because this isn't Your phone yeah, sucks, Keith. Get a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so our lighting here is pretty bad, folks, but hopefully you can see a little bit. Um, we've got, this car originally had, oh, lighting's even better. This car originally had oh, a single God. master cylinder. Why, why did I have to do that? What? Oh, me? They see you now. <laughs> they originally had a single line to the original drum brakes front, drum brakes rear. Bought this kit, uh, Auto City Customs. Um, I forgot where they're located out of, but they, they do sell through eBay as well, and they have a pretty good price right now, 400 bucks for everything through eBay. I chose their kit because they uh, they do, not only for 400 bucks do you get the whole kit, but you also get the pre-bent, I believe they're stainless lines, and you get the, um, uh, the drilled slotted rotors instead of the standard rotors. Uh, all included and Tripping it's still like $40 oh. cheaper than your regular uh, kit that's usually about $440, $450. So it was a nice little uh, setup. Um, this is sold as a complete bolt-on kit, um, no modifications necessary. It was not that case. Um, so the everything for the most part did bolt-on, but the biggest Ooh. problems that we had um, the bracket to bolt the booster to the firewall, that worked quite well, and it looks like it's powder coated or something, but if you look real back there, see the nuts back there? See how they're almost touching each other? 
I actually had to trim the nuts or the trim the studs on the back of the booster to fit because they were hitting each other. So that's not something that they tell you. That's a minor thing, but I had to do that because it wouldn't bolt on without trimming them. Speaking of the booster, it comes with a rod that's about a foot long that's supposed to go to your, it's an adjustable rod, it's supposed to go to your brake pedal. It's about three inches too long. You gotta cut that off and shorten it about three inches. Uh, so I had to do that, and then I had to tinker with adjusting it. Once I did that, it was fine. Um, the other things I had to do, the two of the brake lines, the ones that went to the front wheels, um, but fit perfectly, no issues, went right on there. The extra brake line they give you that is supposed to plumb into the original rear brakes doesn't fit in any other different car. So I had to rebend <laughs> it by hand, made it work. Uh, in the front, the, the only things that didn't bolt on, everything bolted on for the brakes, with the exception of the brake hoses, I had to hog out the hole in the frame for the original brake hoses where the clip goes. I had to hog them out just a little bit because they were a little too small. But everything else was direct bolt-on. Now the kit only uses three custom pieces. Uh, the caliper brackets are custom, the firewall mounting bracket is custom, and then the, um, the essentially the brake lines are custom. Everything else is factory stuff. Now Auto City, City Customs does give you a list of all the pieces and what they fit. So like my calipers and my rotors are 75 Monte Carlo pieces. Step and closer. step over this way. Yeah, a little closer. They're, they're, um, they're all like Monte Carlo pieces. And they give you a whole list of everything and the bearings and what fits what. So it goes in the original spindles. They do tell you in the kit, uh, when you order it, or when you get the kit um, in the box, that the caliper brackets go between the steering arms and the spindles. So you have to realign the car when you're done. It doesn't say that when you buy it online. So if you ever buy this kit, know that you're gonna have to do an alignment, you're gonna have to do some adjustment afterwards. But that's about it, folks. You know- It's gonna get loud here in a moment, guys. Yeah, it's gonna get loud because Bob's pulling in with his diesel. All in all, it fits quite well. And everything was, uh, you know, I'm pretty happy with it. There's some good lighting. Um, you know, John, uh, you know, from a hot rods perspective, do you think this was worth 400 bucks? You know, is this was this? Um, a, I would say definitely. Is, it, is this a I decent mean, $400 deal? Yeah, I mean, if you were gonna try and piece together a kit, you'd have more than that. Like you said, you got the drilled and slotted rotors, and I mean, for the most part being bolt-on, that makes it worth not even having to deal with it, you know? I would call it for someone that's mechanically inclined a solid uh, four-hour job to do everything. I apologize, folks, that it keeps shaking, but we're being eaten alive by mosquitoes <laughs> yeah, out here at the moment. Go, so. You guys got anything else? Well, let's say hi to Bob. Say hi to Bob. Bob, Bob come join us we, on we, Facebook Live for Wheeling. We Bob that shows up to the uh, Wheeling podcast today, too. Hi, Bob. Hi, guys. <laughs> All right. We're going to sign off. We're going to keep working on the 55 and getting eaten by mosquitoes and drink a little beer. So I like it. So let's try and... Are we breaking stuff tonight or are we not? We're going to break some things. Well, I like it. Not. Hopefully not. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Have there a good one, happens. guys.